August 23, 2019, San Francisco. The Sales Development Conference, the third annual conference focused and dedicated 100% to sales development. Join over 500 of the most influential sales development leaders in our industry for a full day of learning, networking, and growing your skills. This year, we're offering three learning tracks focused on sales development leadership, rep training, and our newest track dedicated to sales and marketing operations. Grab your tickets today before it sells out over at 10bound.com conference. That's 10bound.com conference. See you August 23rd. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Sales Development Podcast. I am honored and blessed to have my next guest on the show, Ms. Lakeisha McGee, Manager of Business Development at Malwarebytes. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. Oh, great. And I know you're running up against the, the end of your quarter, you said. So we got to keep this short and to the point so you can go get back after it, right? Okay. Yep, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. I just have a little backstory. So I caught your name on LinkedIn. Either you or someone on your team posted that you guys were just crushing it. I mean, the little needle of the dashboard was all the way to the right. You were definitely in the green. You're ready to party and you still had a lot of quarter left. So I was like, okay, I need to get her on the show. So thanks for coming on. Oh, no problem. Glad to be here. Yeah. So, you know, I looked at your background. There's a couple of things I mentioned before the show. I want to talk about how you came to the sales development, business development as a, as your career as the manager, and also the cybersecurity business. I know just from my own experience, it's a very tough business. It's very competitive. You're crushing it. How are you doing it? So those are the two things I want to start with. If folks aren't aware of you, tell us about your background and how you got into sales development. Oh, yeah. So correct. So I've actually came to this. I call it the organization uh, 14 years ago, and I started off as an individual contributor myself. And so my, my career started off my younger years um, back in managing retail. I mean, I found that I didn't like it. But what I did like about my job is I was able to call a bunch of different salons and I was able to you know, sell more products by just making phone calls. And so I wanted to just, you know, get into that that business of, you know, of, of, of a role. I was on the phones doing what I love to do. Started back in my younger years, my first role as a telemarketer, you know, and then to become permanent with the company, they had said, if you can uh, get 50 meetings, you know, you can become permanent uh, with the company. Most BDRs took about six months. I took a month and a half and I decided this is where I want to be. This is what I love to do, like uh, talking to people, getting people on the phone. So I stuck with it, carried out, you know, throughout uh, my career. I mean, just about uh, three years ago, that's when I first got my hands on, you know, leading teams, um, becoming successful and decided, you know, this is my career. I, I wanted to remain in the business development world. So I just decided to, you know, manage and duplicate my process just to, you know, have a, you know, successful uh, group of BDRs and SDRs, you know, you know, the title changes. But definitely, you know, then I uh, joined here at Malwarebytes this August. Uh, this is my, you know, uh, second uh, quarter, you know, my first real quarter here. But I was able to, I started with seven uh, BDRs, you know, I had to just bring in a process. There was no process here. 
I was able to bring in a process, bring in new uh, BDRs, get them all through, you know, the the new process, ramped up training. And definitely I can say today that 90% of my team has hit their quota for the quarter. Um, So we definitely um, had them ramped up. I even had two that, you know, has been promoted onto um, other roles within the company, but definitely has been successful just creating a, a process that works, you know, for the team. Yeah, definitely. So uh, this is really interesting because not a lot of folks get into, you know, sales development, business development and find out, hey, I really like this and I want to keep going with it. It's kind of like almost let me just get this over with to my <laughs> next step in my career. But that's really interesting. So you you bring sort of a passion to it. Yes. And definitely. then and and then you also mentioned your process. So so tell us about like what is your process for setting this up? And then how did you replicate that for your team? Yes. So definitely just understanding, you know, how many times, you know, a prospect need, you know, needs to be touched before letting it go, you know, knowing the right, you know, times when to call. You know, I noticed here, you know, there was a big issue with time management, you know, where you'll have, you know, the BDRs just calling at random times, but just understanding your your territories, understanding when you should be, you know, trying to, re- you know, reach these prospects and, you know, utilize the tools that we have, you know, things like sales loft that just help you understand, you know, when, when is the best time to just to get these people, especially, you know, with, with security, when the best times to reach out to these people? When are the best times you're having these conversations? Um, and just, you know, when once you understand that, you can just, you know, be persistent and stay consistent, you know, and when a prospect says, follow, call me back in three months, you know, don't treat it as, oh, that's just an objection. Oh, call them back in three months. And th- this time when you call them back, you know, understand, you know, their needs, their pains, and then just go for the meeting, you know? So once, you know, we've, uh, you know, understood that, you know, how many times it, it takes to, you know, get the prospect on the phone. And then once they get them on the phone, they're definitely just going for the meeting and and not letting them off the hook that second time. Got it. Okay. And so how do you, how do you sort of capture your process? Do you write it down in a playbook? Is it pretty much in your head? Like how do you capture it? And then how do you disseminate it across the team so that they can replicate what you were doing? Yeah, so I just, I definitely, so I wrote a playbook here, just a clearly defined process. I mean, I even, you know, went back explaining our role, the purpose of our role, you know, that, you know, f- for the company and how we can benefit the company. And then once I defined our role, definitely just, you know, um, incorporated our process we have here because we have so many leads. So we have an eight touch process that, you know, you know, each BDR, you must touch each prospect at least eight times before you reject it out or put it back in the nurturing uh, campaign. So just I, you know, I have that into my playbook, distribute that out to the team. And then on, then we I follow up and I hold them accountable during their biweekly one-on-ones I have with them just to understand that they're following the process. And I also document that, you know, using our CRM just to understand that they're touching each prospect. Then I have a little report my call my number of touches report and just making sure that everybody's aligned with, with our goals. Yeah, I think that's something that uh, managers can struggle with because you have an expectation, but then how do you follow up with the team to make sure that they're actually following the process? Yep. You know, and it sounds like so you've set up reports where you can actually monitor that and keep track. Correct. Correct. And I definitely I'll, you know, each Friday, you know, if I definitely see too many leads, it's only been touched a few times. Definitely just send a reminder. It's like, hey, you know, just want to remind you here. And then once you send that out, you'd be like, you know, you, then you see more meetings popping on the dashboard just to, you know, making sure that that process is being followed. 
Okay. And now, so I, I know, you know, from my past experience, cybersecurity is really, really tough because it seems like they're not as receptive to, uh, you know, phone calls and emails and stuff like that. Now you mentioned you do get some inbound leads. So, and you have a process for the inbound leads. Do you do any outbound to the cybersecurity space? Yes. Yeah, so we do. So most of our, when I see inbound, our leads, majority of those leads are pretty much, you know, maybe somebody has raised their hand, opened an email, may have clicked on a link in an email. So it's pretty much kind of cold. But to just understand, you know, the type of persona that that clicked on an email, you definitely want to customize your message, um, you know, towards that uh, persona. Because, I mean, each, you know, persona is different. We want to have a different conversation and care about, you know, uh, just different needs, you know, um, where, where, you know, more topics are more important. So just understanding, you know, the different personas that you're reaching out to and, and how to utilize, you know, that information. Got it. Okay. So you'll bring in that, that persona. So is it more of a, a number of touches? Like, are you looking at the activity or is it more important to spend that time personalizing each message? Uh, how do you kind of balance the activity versus personalization in that, that process? Perfect. Yes. So definitely. So, uh, you know, I have, you know, within our process, you know, we, we have our callers, you know, for eight hours a day and definitely, you know, I don't expect them to be, you know, dialing for eight hours, you know, maybe, you know, we have our call minimum of, of 60 calls, you know, which works for our teams with the number of leads that we receive. So 60 calls per day. And I just have them definitely, you know, managing their territory. So, you know, that the last hour that they're able to basically, you know, set up their cadences uh, for the next workday. And they use that, uh, that hour to personalize messages for each campaign. If an, a special email just went out, we definitely want to have the follow-up email as a personalized message, you know, that's in line with, you know, the previous message, just so that we can kind of build down a funnel and not just sending random messages and random emails to to prospects. And when they when you can kind of personalize the message for the prospect, then you get more results. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So the, it sounds like you're very much in sync with then the demand generation and the marketing campaign. Yes, correct. Do, do you actually report to the marketing team or do you report to sales? So I report to the marketing team. Gotcha. Okay. So how does that work? Like, do you have a sync up meeting with them? Do you, how do you, how do you keep track of what they're working on and then how your team, you know, interacts with them? Yeah, so definitely. So I work really close with, with our demand uh, team. Uh, you know, I'm even taking part where I'm helping, uh, you know, reviewing, you know, emails, the, the nurturing emails that go out, even, you know, editing some, you know, I, I you know, I really uh, have my hands on, I'm a hands-on manager. So anything that goes out, you know, that's on behalf of my team, I definitely like to be hands-on and, you know, have, you know, control where I can edit some emails and kind of make changes where necessary. So I'm definitely hands-on and work really close with our demand team. Are you in sales, but you're not using a sales engagement tool? Then you're probably losing out on revenue because you are not engaging with prospects at the right time, with the right cadence, and with enough persistency. You need VanillaSoft. Start your free trial today. Go to VanillaSoft.com. Wow. Okay. That's that's really interesting because it, even recently, a new report came out that we actually worked on with InsideSales.com that said the tendency for most SDR teams is to report to sales. I think it's up upwards of like 70%. Mm -hmm. But I've always thought that it made a lot more sense to report to marketing since the synchronization is so important, you know, between what they're doing and how your team, and you're even saying like, 
you're going even further up the funnel than saying, you know, let me let me help you guys with the templates and stuff like that, it sounds like. Correct, correct. Yeah. Yes, so definitely. So if I see if something is working and I'm always getting feedback from the team of what's working or I'm, you know, utilizing the cadences and I, I, I like to use, you know, the the reports a lot to find out, you know, how many emails were open and definitely what subject is or what title worked. And I utilize that and I'll, you know, help, you know, working with along with marketing just to get those titles and or what subjects is working or getting the most uh, click throughs and whatever works. I, I, you know, I like to say, hey, if it's uh, not broken, you, know, you don't need to fix it, you know, so, right. you know, yeah. so like, like definitely like to just, you know, improve, but not just totally change. Yeah. And you know, the, the argument on the other side is, Hey, you know, and, and th- this is, I think why most sales development teams report to sales because the sales team is like, Hey, you're, you're hiring what could potentially be the next generation of salespeople at the company. And do we really want a, the marketers to hire this next generation of salespeople? But I mean, you know, my counter argument to that is like, well, why don't you just have a hand in the hiring process mm-hmm. of, of SDRs? Like have, have a salesperson or a sales manager interview them as part of the process to see if you could see them moving up in a couple of years. But it's interesting because like you said, I mean, you're so involved. You're seeing what's working, what's not. You know, you're helping to look at the metrics and do an analysis to help your team and look at how successful you're being. Correct. It's amazing. Okay. So I want to get back to security. Okay. These people don't seem to, they seem impenetrable to sales development. Like they're, I just picture security people, no offense if anyone's listening. I don't think they are, but (laughs) they're in a little box, you know, in, in the back of the office with a, a bunch of, you know, blinking lights and a little computer and they, they don't seem to answer their phone. They don't answer their email. They're, they're security people, you know, they're, they want to keep you away. How do you get in front of them? And what, what is your secret sauce to penetrate this, this market? Yeah, so definitely it's just about, you know, just being uh, persistent. Um, I had, so I'll say, you know, I had one of my uh, BDRs new. I mean, you know, she was, you know, calling and calling and calling, but, you know, wasn't getting, you know, many results, you know. So, I, you know, I say, hey, you know, in this market, I mean, they're not really, you know, they're they're not really, you know, prone to pick up their phone, you know, most of the time, you know, but but they'll check an email. So if you call them, you know, so if you, once you call, say, hey, you know, just left you a, a voice message, send a quick little message with that that same little message in, in the title, just left you a voice message. Um, and just by, you know, making that one little tweak, you know, she definitely just overachieved. And I mean, now, I mean, she's at, you know, 150% of her personal number and she's on ramp up, you know, so it's just making those, you know, changes, being persistent, you know, we, we know we have a solution that works and, and that'll definitely, uh, you know, fit their need. So once you, once you're a believer in your solution and, and you're persistent, you can definitely get them on the phone. I completely agree. So that and that's that's so interesting because it seems like, you know, a lot of SDRs, BDRs, they're right out of college. They're not really sure what they want to do. They're like, hey, I'll give this a try. And something I, I always try to tell people is like, you know, even if the product that you're selling or the industry is not like what you always dreamed of <laughs> being involved with your whole life, like try to get into it more because the more that, like you said, the more that you believe in what you're doing, the more, you know, passion you can bring and more energy to the conversation, it seems. Correct. Yep. And then the other thing that you mentioned is knowing the personas. So tell, tell me more about that. How do you get them to understand like 
who they're calling on when they're they're newer to the industry maybe they've never been in security before how do you get them to understand this audience that you're calling on yeah so definitely so what we do you know we do here a lot is, is practice elevator pitches by persona. So we're definitely, you know, practicing by, but just by, by the different titles, you know, whether it's a C-level um, director or manager or, or just a, you know, a help desk, you know, we're always just understanding, you know, their roles, their day-to-day roles, and we break it up, you know, by uh, the persona. So we definitely do our elevator pitches by the personas and, and understanding their titles. I mean, we definitely work with our, our enablement uh, team a lot just to understand, you know, what they do and what they care about. And then we just incorporate that into our elevator pitches. Nice. Okay. And then do, do yours, does your team ever work on events at all, like go to different events or do they mostly follow up after the events, you know, to follow up on the leads? Oh, no. So, so our team is, uh, my team is uh, definitely, you know, hands-on with the events. We have a, a few events that we attend most of the time when there's a shortage, you know, then we have like RSA uh, coming up. So a uh, majority of my team will be attending RSA. So, and definitely, you know, I, I feel when we, we can get our, our team, you know, just in front of the prospects, you know, live, it definitely helps them and helps them, you know, be more uh, comfortable on the phones. Yep, definitely. I mean, so the themes that I'm hearing, folks, is think about reporting to marketing because that helps a lot with synchronization of what they're doing. You're going to get more meetings. You're going to have a better message. You're going to be more in sync. Focus on the personas and and getting to know them through those elevator pitches. Focus on the the product and how it can help customers really get behind that. And then also, you know, go to those events, go, you know, that's live training, it seems, right? Because they're Correct. right there. They have to know their stuff or else they're not going to be able to set any meetings at the events. Correct. Correct. I totally agree with you. Awesome. Okay. So so what's next? Like you've been growing the team. You've got you know some great success. What's next on the horizon for you? Any challenges that you want to tackle? Any new programs coming up that that you're excited about? Yeah. So we're definitely, you know, very excited. So this quarter, I mean, since we're, you know, just you know, kicking butt here at 138%. We've been challenged to hit 150% this quarter. And we definitely have, you know, a big incentive, you know, driven for the team. Um, Like I said, so today we're 138%, you know, have a few days left, you know, definitely going to blow that number. Just worked on my numbers for next quarter. And, you know, it's a challenge. Definitely, you know, have about a 25% increase, you know, so it's definitely going to be a, you know, a, a very, you know, very challenging uh, quarter, but just looking forward to just crushing that number, you know, and definitely just scaling the team. I, okay. So goal setting, let's talk about that real quick. So how do you set up your goals? Because it seems like a lot of times the SDR managers out there are just handed the goal by someone and they're just like, Hey, we know that we need, you know, a hundred meetings a month. So go, go do it. You know, but it, it sounds like, are you are you involved in making the goals and you know what's your role in making sure that you can actually hit those? Perfect. Yes. Yeah. So I actually yeah work you know really close with my manager who's you know the senior director of marketing here and working along with him to to what makes sense. I mean since so the benefits on my team about. 60% of my team was on ramp this quarter. So definitely just giving them their full number this quarter. So, 
you know, I have the, you know, full, a fully ramped team now and just executing that team number. And, you know, we, we take the number, you know, that, that the pipe that marketing needs to hit. And then we kind of divide that to, you know, the pipeline, you know, that was matched up with how many ops it takes to exceed this, you know, you know, dollar amount. Um, we take that and just, you know, divvy it up to the team, um, to our team number. So we're at a place where we don't have to, you know, keep increasing the, the actual individual uh, BDRs number, but we can just have that fully uh, ramped uh, team number, which, you know, satisfies our goals. Gotcha. And then you can kind of calculate in the ramp time and how long people have been around. And, you know, it sounds like everyone's doing really, really well, but how do you think about attrition or if people get promoted and things like that? Like, is that a part of your process of, of planning? Yeah, so it's definitely, you know, a part of, you know, the process and we're definitely, you know, utilizing that and we do have that, you know, that gap and that's why just still once, you know, the goals are, you know, submitted, I'm always just motivating the team, you know, to hit their accelerators. So that kind of covers the gaps, even, you know, this quarter, you know, I had a, a bunch of BDRs on ramp and we had our number, but just, you know, motivating the the team to, you know, overachieve and, and hit that accelerator. And once they're in that, you know, just, hey, Lily, hey, once you start accelerating, you just make money. <laughs> let's, let's, let's make money together. There you go. <laughs> and that covers the rough spots, you know, in case yes. somebody has to leave or, you know, Correct. they get promoted and stuff like that. I mean, if everyone's overperforming, then it kind of helps smooth out the rough spots. It's really, really interesting. So, well, it sounds like, you know, it's all systems go right now. Any big events coming up or anything, you know, that you're excited about here in the next few months after you get through this awesome quarter? Yeah, so definitely just, you know, RSA uh, coming up, which is oh, pretty, yeah. you know, big for, That's you know, nice. cybersecurity. So definitely looking to just, you know, get so many uh, leads, have our, I have a bunch of, you know, new BDRs, you know, that I'm, I'm putting out in front of the prospects, expecting them just to, you know, talk to lots of, you know, different personas and just bring, you know, new opportunities and, and actually training them to book the meeting on the spot, you know, set the expectation that you're going to call them and, you know, and get some time on their calendar while you're there. Yes, I love that. I mean, RSA is crazy. RSA yes. is like, I mean, I remember I, it was something crazy, like there's 600, you know, vendors on the floor. And it's like, I can't imagine being a, a participant in RSA. I mean, it must be so confusing to try to figure out like, what do I actually need, you know, as far as my tool for, for this, if there's 600 different people like talking to me about how great their product is. So that's a, it's a huge opportunity, but it's also, it seems like it's tough to stand out in that crowd. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Well, this was so awesome. Thank you so much. I think everyone learned a lot and we really appreciate you coming on the show and just best of luck. And, and I hope that we can meet you someday in the future real soon. Oh yeah, perfectly. I'm sure you will. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Sales Development Podcast, the only audio forum 100% focused and dedicated to sales development with your host, David Delaney. Please be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube and take a moment to leave us a review on iTunes. Your support makes our show possible. If you are struggling with your sales development program, contact us at 10bound.com for a no-obligation exploratory call. Again, that's 10bound.com.